Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. Today I am really stoked for this one. I have Rob Loud, who's an amazing photographer. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. I greatly appreciate you being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I was going through the Instagram of my favorite band in the entire world, The Killers. Uh, I was scrolling through their Instagram, and it's so funny like how this kind of podcast thing works because you, you would think, like, I'll never be able to find that person. And next thing you know, like, I saw your link and uh, I went through your pictures. And while you don't only shoot the killers, your work is incredible. And uh, tell me about your journey to photography, first time you picked up a camera, and then uh, we'll go to, you know, the big stuff, what you're doing today. Okay. Well, I took one photography class in college, and I was a computer science major. So the photography was more an elective, something that I just thought would be easy. Um, but I did enjoy it, and I remember my professor telling me, that my photos were good, but I had to maybe next time leave the parking lot of my apartment complex. As you could tell, like I would just go out, shoot a roll, like you right. know, twenty feet from my apartment. Yeah, with no just faces, so I, no faces. Yeah, just like and things just, in your backyard. Yeah, same here. Yeah, right? just, same problem. just just to be able to turn something in. So he's like, you actually have like some skill. Uh, fast forward a couple of years, I'm working doing computer science in a cubicle, and I kind of had this vision of myself in ten or twenty years. Uh, working at that same company, and I did not want to do that. So I left that, um, moved to Hawaii with a couple friends. Nice. That was kind of like a buffer before I was going to really kind of set off. And at that point, I didn't really even know if I was going to continue doing photography so, uh, or even do photography. So did the Hawaii thing. I started taking pictures of friends and friends surfing. And when I came back to New York, decided that I wanted to maybe try this photography thing out. So here I was, a 24-year-old. Um, with the college degree interning at three different companies for college credit. Right. Not making any money uh, and just kind of hustling and started meeting some people and met an assignment editor that worked at Wire Image who started putting on me putting me on some assignments. Uh, and then from there... Is that like Getty Images kind of thing? Exactly. Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, Getty actually now owns Wire Image. Got it. Uh, so yeah, so I mean I just really never, I like to say never really messed up enough to stop getting called. Um, but those first few years, you know, a lot of my assignments would be, Hey, are you available? Sure. When? And they're like, well, it's actually like now. So you could tell I was like the absolute last name that they would you know, call <laughs> right, right, right. because I was available. Uh, I would just, you know, like I said, you just hustle and meet people and you just start learning and getting better and getting yourself out there more. My first assignment for wire image the next day I was on the train and I opened up the New York post and my picture was in the New York post. Wow. Like, That's so crazy. Seeing my name, I was like, I turned to the person next to me. I was like, this is my picture. Even though I was already taking pictures, it's still like to get from the camera into like print somewhere just didn't really seem like a possibility. Right. How did you go from that to then going on and doing this, you know, tennis stuff along with like the killers? How long did it take before you got to that place? I grinded it out with Wire Image and then eventually moved to Getty Images. Um... And was shooting pretty consistently for them for about five years. Um, but through that, I was meeting just tons of people every night, uh, every day and every night, including shooting concerts. Uh, and I was always super into music uh, growing up. And as I started shooting shows more, <laughs> um, just started meeting publicists and bands. And uh, ironically, I'm actually sitting in the living room of a guy who a friend of mine accidentally shot this guy's band. There was a stage switch. and. Right. He was set to shoot a band on this stage and, and at a festival. Anyway, so he met this guy where I'm, I'm at his house now, who then was basically like this. Through him, I met other bands, and then it just continued to grow and grow and grow. And eventually, I mean, if, without that meeting, 
uh, I wouldn't have met the Killers. I wouldn't have met uh, Arkells, who I'm going out with next month. I'm That's just, so crazy. You know, while shooting for the agencies, like I said, I was just meeting people. Um, and then I started getting calls more directly from clients. And then I eventually kind of just phased out doing the, the Getty stuff. Uh, I still work with them from time to time, but um, then just kind of built up enough of my own clients to, to go off on my own. Cool. Music is, I mean, it's hard enough for musicians to make money. Right. Let you know, alone these days, photographers of musicians, right, right, right? Exactly. You know, music was always, music photography was always something that was more of a hobby. And so um, I wasn't shooting a lot of music. It was more like friends or friends of bands were in town. Mm. Um, but I had a couple gigs with some festivals as like the one of the house photographers, um, which, you know, was fun, but it would be a couple days a year. Like it wasn't something I was like, you know, pursuing super hard. Right. Um, but then that's when this happened, you know, that, that I started meeting where I met the killers, uh, who then basically had me tagging along for the last, you know, better part of two years. So that's so awesome. What yeah. was, what was the first interaction like when you met them? I know, uh, from being a longtime fan of the band that, that while the killers like to have a lot of fun, like Brandon is a little bit like reserved and not as, you know, kind of quite different than he is like, like his onstage persona, like in real life, he's much yeah. more reserved. What was the initial meeting? Uh, who did you meet first and, and how did that kind of turn into this kind of long-term, what seems like now a pretty you know intimate relationship. Yeah. Um, well, I was at a festival and they saw some of my photos and they, at the time they weren't traveling with a photographer. So they asked me if, uh, if I wanted to join them. I, so I, I'm, I live in Brooklyn at the time I was in Vancouver and they were playing shows in Atlantic city and Toronto and I think Connecticut, like the next weekend, which and this is, is all what year. Uh, 2016. So like summer okay. of 2016. Right. So it just lined up where, you know, I remember him asking me, you know, are you local to like Vancouver? I said, no, I live in New York. He's like, oh, that's interesting. He's like, you know, we have some shows there like next week. And then I just kept in touch with the tour management and they had me come shoot a couple more shows and then a couple more shows and then they just kept sending me tour dates and I just kept showing up. So that's so crazy. What is it like going on tour uh, with a band like The Killers? I know that like, it was an international tour and that can be kind of crazy. You know, what is that process like? And, um, is it kind of a grind? Like, what is the overall experience yeah. like? Yeah. So, you know, as a photographer, I mean, my job is to document, you know, so uh, I'm pretty much on the band schedule. Um, you know, some of the the best moments and the best photos, um, you know, are happening off stage. Right. So, you know, for that reason, you know, I'm, I'm traveling with them and with them, you know, most of the time. Uh, in terms of a grind, I mean, I've always traveled a ton and, and I have done some touring and worked out of town a lot even before this gig so i'm pretty good on the road right uh i know for some people they're like absolutely no way like i don't know how you do it yeah but like in a way like on off days like i mean that's a sort of our job is like we're traveling like that's the kind of task for the day you know some people go to an office and, and work and like that day like we were traveling right um, do you travel like on like the buses with them or like or like are you pretty much on their schedule or do you meet them at the gig sort of thing yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's, it's a big traveling circus essentially, you know, it, right. so like a caravan, traveling. like a convoy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, every, everyone is traveling together. So, you know, depending, some tours are on buses, some we have to fly just because it's not practical to, to drive, you know, between tour dates right. uh, or, or when it's festivals, you know, we're, we're kind of pinging around more than if we're doing like, say a, a North American tour where we're doing like, you know, Boston, then New York and then Philly and then DC, you know, all kind of, um, you know, it's just easier to travel by bus. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, it was a grind. Um, being from ho- uh, being away from home could be tough sometimes. Yeah, uh, I always wonder know. about that because I think I think I think to myself like in my head like oh I would love to like if they called I'd be out tomorrow I'd be like on this like world tour but yeah. then I started thinking about like logistically like that wouldn't be, like wouldn't necessarily be cool with my wife that wouldn't necessarily you know like how would how would this all work out but yeah. I feel like sometimes you probably like early on in your career did you feel like you had to make kind of like a like a big decision about like how much you were going to like give to it because obviously like you love traveling and everything yeah. but yeah I mean definitely like before this actual the last tour which happened uh we started last september or two septembers ago i guess uh and it basically went for a year and i know that like if i'm gone for a year you know clients are only going to call you so many times um till they stop you know you know when you're unavailable um so it was a little scary thinking that okay i'm going to potentially lose all of my clients this year uh and then when i come back then what right um so i mean i figure that i started this you know, once with no resources, and I figure that I can kickstart it again. Um, you know, at, at this point with, right. with what I have, obviously things are going to come up, and uh, you know, you're going to meet a ton of people along the way. So, it was a pretty easy decision to, you know, in a way it was nice because it almost was a way to to kind of restart a little bit. Definitely. Um, Let's hop into some of the technical stuff, photography wise. You know, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm a photographer not nearly as good as you are. Uh, I really, really love your pictures though for like a number of reasons. Um, and it's not just because, you know, like natural, like I, I am like a huge Killers fan, but that aside, um, I think like composition wise, lighting wise, color grading wise, there's, there's so much that you're doing that really um, makes your pictures like really special. One of the things I realized, and it's not on every picture, but I, I love this that you do this and tell me if if maybe this is just like me overanalyzing it. But mm-hmm. it, I see a lot of people that um, that are touring photographers or do festivals. A lot of times they try and do uh, like from like below the stage and they kind of have like these images of like the person almost and like looking like a god kind of a thing. But you mm-hmm. kind of use um, you kind of shoot like you almost like shoot backwards, if you will. Like mm-hmm. you use like the audience and the sky and everything else as like a giant background, and it's almost mm-hmm. more of like from the perspe- perspective of like Brandon, and it makes you mm-hmm. feel like you're, like you're on the stage with yeah. them. So, what is it like when you're shooting a band and you're kind of trying to portray like what's going on? Where is your head at, and you know how do you get your shot without number one getting in the way? And then, like, you know, how are you trying to, to get, like, the biggest effect? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> there's two ways that I look at when I'm, when I'm shooting, uh, especially a band like this. You could shoot them, like you were saying, like, like gods and, like, rock stars and, like, untouchable. Right. But then there's another way to look at it is where you want to make them seem real. And I know some of my favorite like music photographs are usually the more intimate real moments, you know, Yeah, definitely. You're, you're like looking like at little things like that are on the shelf in the dressing room or right, you know, like, right, just right. little details. Um, so I try to actually do both because I do think, um, they deserve to look as big as they are and like the rock stars they are. Right. Um, and I usually try to do that in the live, you know, in the, in the live, uh, performances. Right. The, the one thing, though, I mean, you know, when you work with a band this close, you kind of could do things that you can't get away with if you're just shooting a band one night. Right. You know, so the fact that I can get on stage, I can basically go most places 
um, on stage. You know, it's all basically my discretion at this point. You know, I don't want to be seen. Um, I don't want to be in the way. But yeah, I've never some, seen you. And I've watched so yeah, many killer well, concerts online. Never once yeah, seen you. That's surprising because I know I get a lot of pictures <laughs> from from either friends or or uh, killers fans. You know, me being up on like the the big screens, trying to peek out from uh, Ronnie's drum set. But that's awesome. But you know, so there's that. But then there's also uh, you know, it's the same stage setup essentially every night. So if I'm out at a festival, like for example, if we're in uh, you know, the more Northern Europe countries in the summer where the sun's out till 10 o'clock at night when they're normally playing, like I'm going to try to take advantage of that and, and be able to do different things that night. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the fact that I do shoot a lot from the stage, uh, so it does feel more intimate. I feel like even if someone knows absolutely nothing about photography, if you put two pictures side by side, they would know that this picture was taken with a telephoto zoom lens. And this was taken with like a wide angle. I right. think your eye and your brain just can tell. Right, right, uh, right. And obviously as photographers, like you very much can tell, you know. Right, uh, like the compression and everything, right, right, exactly, exactly yeah. yeah. Compression and the depth of field and all that. So uh, so that's why I really do like shooting from the stage or getting as close as possible because it does feel, if you bring in the crowd and you see, you know, sometimes 40,000 people, but you're super close, like you feel that intimacy, but also you feel the bigness. Right, and that's right, right. sort of like that sweet spot uh, for the live stuff, at least, that I go for. So. What kind of lenses are you using when you're do shooting? Like, is it like 24 to like 70 millimeter or like? Yeah, 24 to 70. Did I just guess it? I'm the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 24 to 70. I mean, I use the 70 to 200 a lot because the stages are normally pretty big. Yeah. Uh, I shoot with the same thing that makes you feel so good. I'm so excited. Yeah, I mean, I never was the guy that would, would carry like 15 lenses. You know, yeah, no, I, I kind of like kind of like to just keep it simple um so yeah i mean i have the 24 to 70 70 to 200 uh that's canon I'm... or sony or nikon nikon okay yeah, cool. yeah um and then i do i use some uh, fuji mirrorless backstage and kind of my on the go camera right just smaller uh, i actually bought that when they were gonna be on jimmy kimmel and they told me i couldn't take pictures so i figured i'd be a lot i would look a lot less intimidating without my enormous nikon dslr that's awesome Blend. So, uh, but which is that's fun, and then I, you know, I shoot some film and Polaroids and you know, all different stuff. Very cool. What are some uh tips or tricks that you can give to kind of you know, when maybe the performer is moving around a lot or you can't get as close as you want? What are some of the yeah. kind of on the job, you know, do you use like speed lights? Like, what are some of the, the tricks and stuff that you use to get those awesome pictures? When I first started the digital cameras were not good. Um, you know, so it was very difficult to shoot any kind of performance. Um, a, between not having a good camera, you, the, the low light wasn't great. Uh, my lenses weren't great. Right. So people have access to better tools now, which makes it easier for sure. Um, I mean, honestly, I know a lot of great music photographers that shoot, um, either aperture priority or shutter priority. I shoot manually. Um, in a lot of a lot of the smaller shows, I mean, the lights don't change all that much. Um, it may take you longer to get the results you want, but I would highly recommend it because doing this kind of press stuff that I started out doing, um, whether it was, it was concerts or like a red carpet event or um, it's all different things. I, I was learning so quickly, um, you know, on the fly. Right. 
especially since you could view the, you know, you can view the picture as you go. Um, so that would be one tip is to definitely just learn how to use your camera because a lot of people do not know how to use their camera. I mean, there's some awesome photographers on Instagram that have no idea how to use a camera. Totally. Uh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So when it comes to stuff, like I know like some people are like big on, um, kind of having like the aperture, like wide open. Some guys are more into like ISO for, um, try, you know, trying to get that, but that gets kind of grainy. Where do you line up on all that stuff? Cause that's uh, something that I kind of struggle with. It's like, where, where do you sacrifice and for the best results for a nice, like clear picture? What do you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, if, if I don't have ideal situations, um, that's when you can improvise. I mean, that's what happens when, you know, if you don't have the, the actual right gear, right. um, you know, you just kind of figure out, like there's a great Instagram account called shitty rigs, which is, um, that right now as you speak. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it basically is like mostly it's primarily video production, but you know, cameras taped to a broomstick so they can get like some sort of panning shot or something. Oh, I love it's, this. This is awesome. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous, but like, it doesn't matter as long as the results look good. So right. I think when you have to be creative with what you have sometimes, I mean, you're definitely going to learn something, but you definitely could get some really interesting results. So I was in a club the other night shooting, the light was horrible. So I was shooting a lot of multiple exposures in camera, right? Just to see what, you know, something was, it was going to be a lot more interesting than just one shitty red light. Right. Uh, right. Or, you know, you just, you just get creative and you just try to figure out, um, you know, what's going to work and what's not going to work. I mean, like I said, you're certainly going to learn from not having the gear that you maybe need or the, yeah. you know, situation. So sometimes it just doesn't work out, you know? Yeah, definitely. That's another thing. So sometimes you just got to kind of cut your losses at that point and, and not get too beat up over it because especially shooting like concerts, not all clubs, uh, especially are created equal in terms of lighting and, and sure. conditions. So do you, you know, are, like I found like that when I shoot, uh, like live events and things like, like that, that, um, I can't, I, I'm really happy with like the, the, the great, like, for example, like I shot my friend's, uh, band at the Brooklyn bowl. That's kind of like pretty cool for me. Like, like I know it's like not like that it probably sounds so ridiculous to you, but like oh, for somebody who's like never done like a, like a big live event, that's like, well, this is like, you know, certainly a step in the right direction sort of thing. And it was fun. I got to go up on like the, like the little catwalk thing and, you know, try and get all these different shots. And I took so many pictures and um, like more than I normally would just cause like the lighting conditions were just constantly changing and I was really experimenting a lot. Um, but I couldn't use flash and then I like put everything in Lightroom. I was able to get some, uh, really great pictures, but there are so many bad ones. Do you, when you shoot even like these days, is, is that kind of just the nature of live photography or, or is that, is that me still being kind of like green to it? Like of all the pictures you take in a full killer yeah. set or whoever you're shooting that night yeah like what percentage of them would you say that you end up keeping and then that you mm -hmm. would like stand by and then how many of them well, are just like you know bad exposures yeah. or i mean i, I the first sh show i shot uh i would say probably shot 200 photos and maybe four were at least sharp enough uh and properly exposed just to give you an idea right um you know it it was it was ridiculous uh <laughs> now i mean if i shoot about a thousand photos over the course of the day i mean i'd say you know it's a pretty small percentage of 
how many are throwaways, whether the exposure is just so far off that it's, you know, can't even be saved or out of focus. Right. I mean, I've been also doing this for a while, and especially doing the Killers tour. Yeah. Uh, you kind of know, like, when, like, the confetti goes or when. Yeah, right? yeah. And, I mean, That's you know, so it's cool. big, bigger shows, the lighting is so much better than, you know, club shows. I mean, even, I mean, Brooklyn Bowl is not a small venue, you know, and they have a, yeah. they have good lights there and stuff. But it's still different. It's still very different. Um, yeah. You know, there's no photo pit there usually, I don't think. Uh, that, you know, that makes it tough too to get like a nice clean shot from the front yeah i had to like fight to like get it in there and stuff but it was cool though because i felt like i was like i'm gonna remember this one day when i'm shooting for like john mayer or somebody like this is gonna be like significant oh my god so funny yeah no so i mean the moral of that story is that you know you 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 for sure learn and like yeah shoot a ton of photos because like you're gonna learn or maybe i mean try to think about what you were doing in that moment i know it's hard as if you take a thousand photos like what you were doing and what was happening in that moment you start seeing habits and patterns that form where, you know, you see what, what works basically. Yeah. That's so awesome. This is, yeah. See, this is the, like the nitty gritty technical shit that I love that I like seldom get from people. Yeah. Um, and I think there's kind of like a humility to it too. Like I could just tell like right when I like DM'd you, you got like right back to me. And um, it's kind of cool to have somebody who is like, you know, like you're like where I want to be. And it's kind of like cool to hear that because it's so easy starting out to just have your this mindset of like, oh, like I'll never be – I'll never be this. I'll never do that. And not that I am like, I doubt myself, but it sometimes it just seems very far away, but it's yeah. kind of cool to, to hear that. I think I just need to do some like festivals and shit. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. I'm kind of building my portfolio to show that I can technically, you know, I have the technical ability. I just need the opportunity. So if, if you're in a position like me and like you want to do that and your goal is to one day shoot for a band, like, you know, the killers or someone like that, is going like the festival route, would you say that's like the best thing to do or? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, just to backtrack for one second, I mean, I will say um, that what how you feel as I get older, I, I notice that that feeling actually doesn't really go away with in terms of like getting to another level, looking at other people and being like, I'll never be there. Like I still constantly have enormous doubts what? about Oh, yeah, I mean, look, it, it never really goes away. If you ever uh, need moral a, support, I'll come on tour with you. Uh, I'll be there you. for you. I'll be right that. by your side. <laughs> that's very kind. Uh, but, you know, in a way, though, that's good because, you know, as soon as you start resting on your laurels and thinking that you're the shit, like, yeah. you, you know, it's very, it's a really quick way to get really lazy. Um, and then your other question. Uh, okay, yeah, so festivals. Yeah, I mean, that's how I built a, a lot of my portfolio. I mean, you could shoot 25 bands, um, right. you know, the only thing that, I mean, it's good for meeting people. I mean, that's how I, I've, I've met a lot of people uh, right. by shooting festivals. Um, but the only problem with festivals is that a lot of it's simply during the day. And usually photo editors, it's easy to look at a portfolio and be like, okay, this guy went to like two, two festivals. Yeah. And, you know, but at the same time, uh, you know, you, you do a bunch of those and then you start, you know, kind of slimming that portfolio down a couple from each festival or maybe you meet a band or two and then you shoot a couple of their like, club shows or something yeah just a good way to kind of start stockpiling um images just festivals like i said you know especially during the day they're so different than shooting you know indoor club or arena shows but taking a picture of a famous person doesn't make it a good picture you know exactly it could be a great picture of your best friend and i mean a good picture is a good picture you know so yeah for sure I've been kind of doing this this kick now of interviewing photographers and 
uh, portrait photographers, which I know you do as well, mm-hmm. um, and kind of talking to them all. That's like the one kind of reoccurring theme. It's it's like it doesn't matter what ca- what camera you use. It doesn't matter about like who you're shooting. What matters is like your attention to detail and the craft and like the story that you're trying to tell. Because everything else, it's like it will come and go. But that like real ability and that real talent and kind of like doing the hard yards, like that's going to put you where you need to be. So if there's a photographer you like, I mean, just reach out to them. I mean, you, you know, they may need an assistant or something that day or, yeah, you know, it's, it's easy to get a hold of people. And like, that's how you learn, you know? So, well, if you guys are ever in New York, swear to God, if you guys are ever in New York, I will shoot it for free. You let me know. <laughs> I'll be there. Okay. One more quick question for the road. Uh, what is the craziest thing that happened on tour when on the last two years, is there anything like crazy that you could tell me anything for like the killers fans out there? Of uh, uh, or do you have do you have a favorite band member? Um, I guess it's Ronnie. My like Brandon and Ronnie are, are for me are like tied. But the, the drum <laughs> yeah. to me the drums are the soul of the Killers. Like if you yeah. watch like that, were you at that concert? Um, where is it in Scotland? The one that's on YouTube. Uh, from last summer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like yeah. the, it's amazing how much like the drums are like the driving force of it. It's like unbelievable. Do you yeah, go deaf, well, by the way, from that? That's got to be so loud on stage. I, I for sure wear ear protection. Uh, yeah. The one thing, you know, man, um, our, our drum tech had like a great way to describe because I always, we'd, we'd get out of, you know, the car and, and then, you know, maybe go right to sound check. And just, it goes from like kind of quiet to just like this, I think he said something like a, something like a train, like a, like a, like a oncoming train. That's what it's wow. like. Because Ronnie like beats the hell out of the drum, so like to to go from like sitting in the car to then like playing on the stage in like a minute or two is always like blows my mind because it's just like huge and loud and just the sound is so amazing. And I set up a lot right next to, to Ronnie, so um, seeing firsthand uh, him play every night is is really incredible. Yeah, uh, it's my favorite but, drummer <laughs> in the world, right there. Yeah, yeah, amazing. He's awesome. Yeah. Um, in terms of a crazy story, I mean, let's see, what can I? I mean, without getting yourself in trouble. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, I guess. Uh, I mean, the one that comes to mind is is uh, twice uh, Liam Gallagher came on stage. Oh wow! Uh, both times in South America, and just kind of watching him on the side of the stage, like kind of like grooving uh, to the show, and then he just walked out on stage, and and shortly before a fan got on stage, and kind of. They like lunged at Brandon, but like probably like to hug him or something. But Brandon wasn't, you know, was facing the other way, so it scared the shit out of him. Right. And then for Liam to do the same thing, like a few minutes later, uh, it was just so funny because it scared the shit out of Brandon again. <laughs> uh, and he did it at another festival, but this time, like, you know, I think uh, he was a little more aware that he was walking out. But like, I was like ten feet away on stage, and I don't know, it just was uh, a pretty so amazing cool. experience. Yeah, because I, you know, I, I know the guys and the Killers love Oasis, and yeah, and you know the big impact on them uh very very uk influence band oh yeah yeah you know one of my favorite parts about touring with them uh we we're all pretty similar i feel like in in our interests um so off days like we'll go like hiking and like we always like do like interesting things so like that's been kind of my favorite part um of touring with them uh you know, sometimes we see none of the city and then sometimes we have a day to like actually explore and like go to a restaurant and like do a hike or do something interesting. Um, nice. That's, that's really cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. I mean, so a funny story about how I, I actually 
leading up to how I, I met them, uh, I was the festival I was shooting. I was set to shoot Pearl Jam, and my friend Hunter Holder was going to shoot um, the Killers. So I said, like, hey, Hunter, like, I've shot Pearl Jam before. The Killers are going to let us shoot the entire show because usually it's only the first three songs, the first two songs. Would you mind switching? He's like, I, I, Pearl Jam's my favorite band. I would love to switch. So that's how I ended up shooting the Killers. Uh, wow. I was not supposed to. And so uh, I'm very thankful to Hunter that he agreed to switch with me. That's so crazy. Uh, yeah, which has sort of led to this. Um, yeah. Do you have a favorite but, uh, song by the Killers? Are you like, are you sick of their music at this point? No, you know it's funny. People are like, you know, are you sick of hearing Mr. Brightside? I'm like, it, it. The way the crowd reacts and like the way they play. Oddly, I'm not. It, it's it's crazy. Uh, my favorite song because I was a fan. That was kind of the reason why I wanted to shoot them. Right. Uh, and never had you know had shot them before. It was also. Uh, appealing but um favorite song uh probably river is wild yeah that's a good one yeah sam's i i, I never i wasn't a fan when hot fuss came out but then sam's Town was like what did it for me yeah you know, i became a fan when day and age came out i was dating this girl and uh i was like really into the killers at that time and then when when we broke up like one of the reasons like well, she like gave me shit about like liking the killers and so the, the killer is like I like doubled down on my and I love that fucking album because yeah. like that, there's that song you go run and tell your friends I'm losing touch that yeah. was like my breakup song so yeah. I, I love that whole album and then like yeah. the Royal Albert Hall that, that I've watched out like nine million yeah. times so it's incredible yeah all right brother well uh, thanks so much for doing this and uh, yeah. next time you're back home in New York and Brooklyn I'll definitely like to get together for a beer and uh, yeah where about in Brooklyn are you I'm in Clinton Hill. Good shit. All right, man. We're back in New York. Give me your ring, and uh, we'll get together. Cool. Assuming you want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That'd be great. All right, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Good talk to you. Take care. Yeah, you too, buddy. Thanks for checking out this episode of Meet the Creatives. If you enjoyed it, uh, make sure you add me on Instagram, Meet the Creatives NY, and let me know your thoughts. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes. All right. Have a wonderful day. Peace.